0: Need a new hip? Knee? Shoulder? Welcome to SBH Bronx Health Talk, produced by SBH Health System and broadcast from the beautiful studios at St. Barnabas Hospital in the Bronx. I'm Stephen Clark. Joint replacement involves the removal of damaged or diseased parts of the joint with new man-made parts. This is done to reduce pain and provide people with greater mobility and function. With us today is Dr. Mark Kleon, an orthopedic surgeon with SBH Health System. Dr. Kleon has been in practice for nearly 25 years, fellowship trained in sports medicine. He is also the medical director of the New York City Triathlon. Welcome, Dr. Kleon. Thank you. I know you're not only the medical director, but like they say, you're also a competitor. Um, How many Ironman triathlons have you competed in? I've done 11
1: Ironman triathlons.
0: Okay, for those of you who are not familiar with Ironman triathlons, that's a 2.4-mile open-water swim. And unlike swimming in a pool, there's no line at the bottom, there's no ropes, and there's no wall to hang on to. A 112-mile bike ride, which is like uh, riding from here to Philadelphia. And then after your saddle sore and stiff-legged, a 26-mile run. Uh, which for someone who runs around the high school track is about 105 times plus hills. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. So what's your, uh, you know, your average training regimen prior to a, uh, an Ironman triathlon?
1: It certainly entails a great commitment um, of both myself and of my family and friends and, and, and work professionals. Uh, but I would say on average, it's about 20 to 25 hours at peak times in terms of training hours per week. It ends up being a second job, essentially.
0: I I can imagine. So in light of that, and the fact you're also an orthopedic surgeon, what do you say to patients who do all that pounding and all that repetitive muscle work.
1: I think the good news is that when you look at some of the studies that are out there about endurance running and long distance running, that there's really no evidence that that leads to any degenerative changes in our joints. So I think as long as you protect yourself, and certainly now at the age of 57, I'm certainly feeling different than I was 10 years ago, I've modified my training. You know, I understand when something hurts that I I change it up a little bit. So I think that you do have to make some modifications as we do get older. But certainly, you know, the age group now of, you know, anywhere over 50 is really a very competitive age group. People stay in it much longer. Uh, I think we understand our bodies much better. I think we have access to medical care that helps us keep going. Um, but you definitely have to change up certain things that you do.
0: Do you buy into the in, into the, the fact or the theory that we only have so many miles in us?
1: <laughs> I, I do certainly... Run every run as if it's my last. But I do realize that, you know, similar to, you know, some of the metabolic changes that we have in our bodies, certainly from bone density, and we talk about osteoporosis, um, lean body muscle mass also decreases as we age. And I think the one thing that a lot of people forget is that you really do need to strengthen the body to keep it healthy. So a lot of my regiment now has gone from doing these repetitive endurance type activities of running long distance, biking long distance, has certainly been replaced with uh, strength training. And I think certainly you don't necessarily get faster per se, because I think there is a natural process that you get slower. Um, But certainly I've been healthy, you know, knock on wood, um, over the last few years where I think the strength training has really made a very big difference in how I train and how I actually perform. how I actually feel on any given day
0: basis now I know you obviously see people for joint replacement who have had traumatic injuries whether it's ski accidents or or car accidents or what have you but I would guess many of them are due to arthritis and they just need new joints right
1: I I think there are certainly many etiologies to arthritis Uh, certainly you know you can have what's called idiopathic which you know, God knows what really causes it. It could be genetic, environment, stress-related, a variety of things. Uh, Then there is traumatic arthritis. So the unfortunate thing about our joints is They are Teflon-coated surfaces, what we consider to be Teflon, which is articular cartilage. And unfortunately, Mother Nature uh, only gave us that one time. And when you disrupt that or injure that, it's a natural process for that to continue to deteriorate over time. So if you're a young person who's had an ACL, a ligament injury inside of the knee, who's had a fracture about the knee, You know, that's a little chink in the armor that's going to kind of set you down a path that maybe, you know, your other knee is not going to have an issue with, but ultimately that knee will potentially develop some arthritis down the road. And that's just, again, a deterioration of that beautiful Teflon coated surface inside of our joint.
0: When it comes to joint replacement, when it comes to knee or hips or shoulders, your typical patient is, is how old? Uh, Again, you know, I think,
1: um, and and again, it depends on the geography of the area, but certainly, you know, starting at 50, going through the 60s, um, you know, it's more routine in the 70-year-old population, but certainly we're seeing a lot of young individuals that are, you know, require joint replacements.
0: Is there an age limit?
1: You know, again, I, I don't think we put a number on that at this point in time. I think you have to look at the patient a, a, in its entirety. And there's certainly some 80-year-olds that are incredibly more active than they were, you know, for some 50-year-olds. So, yeah, there's overlying medical conditions that could certainly preclude someone from having a joint replacement. Uh, but, I, I, again, I think that's a relative number
0: well well just to put a number on it is there how old is the oldest person that you've done joint replacement i
1: think later 80s And, and you know that's someone who's really disabled and who's able to you know perform all the physical therapy afterwards all that's required for rehabilitation you really need the right patient that's motivated to do it um and and that really is an ideal candidate
0: when someone comes to you with hip or knee or shoulder pain Um, what's the first thing that you do
1: I mean obviously you know just an evaluation we take a history we try to evaluate what true disabilities that person has whether you know it's that they can't sleep well they can't walk stairs try to get a, a, a picture of who they are and what they really need and then obviously we have a lot of tools from medical management you know, conservative management with physical therapy, uh, there are injections, there's ambulatory assistive devices, although no one really, and, and be- what that means is really giving someone a cane, but no one in their right mind wants to take a cane. You know, it's, it's, it's the visible evidence of getting old. Um, but there are ways about it from a conservative standpoint. And usually I'll tell people, you know, once we've done a radiographic evaluation, we've taken some x-rays, maybe an MRI scan or a CAT scan, but usually x-rays are pretty good in terms of telling us what's going on inside of the joint. We don't treat an x-ray. We treat the patient. So there are some people out there who have what you might call bone on bone. There's no cartilage left. And I've seen them actually walk a marathon. And then there's some people who have very little changes and can barely walk. So you never really treat the x-ray. You obviously have to treat the patient.
0: You've been in practice for 25 years now. Do you think people are less reluctant to end up With uh, joint replacement surgery than they were 25 years ago.
1: I think there's always a a, a scariness about the unknown, and I think that's where the patient-physician relationship really comes in 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 handy. In that, this is a process. This is an education. This is not. I look at your x-ray, I, I talk to you, oh, you need a joint replacement. This is a discussion that has to take place with the family, with the physician. Everybody has to be comfortable. It, it's really a game plan, and everybody needs to be on the same page with respect to what they're gonna get themselves into and how they're gonna get themselves out. So I think um, if, if it's the right situation and, it's, and the patient's educated, I, I think they're more than willing to go through it.
0: Now, now you see people in Westchester, and Manhattan, as well as the Bronx, uh, and in the Bronx, you may see patients who are on Medicaid or Medicare, and obviously in Manhattan and Westchester, these may be very well-educated patients. Is there a difference in how they feel about uh, this kind of surgery? I think
1: ultimately, it, it's whether they're knowledgeable about something. But again, I think that's where you know our ability here at St. Barnabas is to educate a patient, to really... S- Get their get their fears down about what this could possibly be. But again, you know, if you have access to the internet, it's very easy for us to say, go look at the internet, go look at a bunch of YouTube videos. There's a variety of resources. When you maybe you deal with this Bronx population that might not have that similar access, I think it becomes a little bit more frightening for them. Um, so again, our process here is to essentially take that patient by their hand and walk them through the procedure so that they are ultimately comfortable with the situation with the doctor with the ancillary care so that they know exactly what they're getting themselves into
0: now the technology is also better today I mean the the materials you use also are, are there to last longer than they were again 10 15 20 years ago right yeah
1: I, I certainly think so there's been lots of basic science research on the metals that we've been using how we've changed that to certain alloys to kind of reproduce um, some of the biomechanics that are normal structures are, are, are part of. Um, and the plastic material that usually acts as the cushion in between.
0: There's been a lot of work on it, so the longevity is, is much better. I I know years ago, if you were 50 and you had a hip replacement, chances are at 65 or so you'd need another one. Is that still the case?
1: You know, the younger that you are, the statement is we don't really give a time frame per se because every every patient's different. But if you're 50, we usually say that there's a very good possibility you're going to need another one at some point in time.
0: I I know my, my wife's a physical therapist and she works with a lot of patients who've had hip and knee replacement. And a lot of doctors want their patients up and out of bed right after the surgery. How do you feel about the whole rehabilitation process? Yeah, I certainly
1: think in my training over the last 25 to 30 years, we've seen a very big difference. You know, uh, when I was a resident, uh, patients got admitted a few days before. Their operation and they stayed a week to two weeks after their operation, and then they went to physical therapy. Now, basically, at some institutions, we're actually, and even we're starting here at St. Barnabas, essentially ambulatory total joint replacements where we're getting them out. Basically, a hospital, and I don't necessarily needs to say this, but a hospital is not a great place to recover. You know, your home, your home environment, given the right ancillary care, you know, people coming in, physical therapists coming in, visiting nurse coming in, it's really the great place to recover and to have your family around you. So, the, f- the sooner you're up and about, um, it avoids a lot of potential complications that might incur it at an institution.
0: How far can people come back after joint replacement? Can they come back to where they were before?
1: Again, I think you have to put everything into context. Um, you know, for people who are in, in, disabled with their joint, simply walking down the street and going, being able to go up and downstairs might be 100% success. If you ask me, you know, professional football player who needs a total joint replacement wants to go back and play football, I, I don't think that that's rational. <laughs> right, um, right. But again, it, and it all comes down to where I see, we say to patients, you know, I look at your x-ray, it certainly looks our Arthritic, you have to make the decision whether you want this or not. It's not me saying you need it. It's you saying I cannot live my life anymore. My quality of life is just deteriorated to such a point I, I can get clinically depressed. Uh, I, I can't function well. That's really when it's the right indication to do it. And those are the successful patients because they do get better.
0: I have a friend who very active runner. Um, was very active in sports, used to play football in college, and when he turned 70, he had a a hip replacement and his goal was to get back to jogging which he did six months later and i guess so that's very very likely to happen
1: it's, it's very encouraging uh, that we can do that there are risks though involved with sending someone back to a higher impact activity after a joint replacement but look it, it, you have essentially one life to live and you might as well make good for it so if uh, you're able to get back and you understand some of the risks involved then there's no reason that you shouldn't
0: i know one of the risks of uh, uh, joint replacement is infection. How, how how serious a risk is that? I mean, it's certainly
1: there. We certainly know it. it it's documented. We take every single precaution against it. Um, excellent preoperative evaluation of the patient, kind of managing medical conditions, being incredibly sterile and meticulous uh, during the operating room and, and postoperatively. It, it's, it's prevalent uh, and it can be catastrophic, but it's certainly something that uh, we know and we take every precaution against it.
0: Now, you're involved in all joint replacement, right? Knee, hip, shoulder? Correct. Um, Is there a uh, more difficult recovery in any of these three? I think
1: uh, knee replacements probably are one of the more difficult uh, surgeries to come back. I think a hip is probably the easiest. Shoulder's a little bit more complex. uh, But a knee, from a pain perspective, it seemingly is a much more painful operation.
0: Okay, we're starting to run out of time here. Is there a number people could call for an appointment or for more information?
1: Yeah, so at St. Barnabas, our number uh, that is accessible for our clinic is 718-960-9122.
0: Okay, great. Thank you, Dr. Cleon.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for joining us in SBH Bronx Health Talk today. Again, for more information on joint replacement or other services available at SBH Health System, visit us at www.sbhny.org. And thank you again for joining us. Take care.